Recently, there have been a lot of updates about a rocket launch that has been delayed due to multiple problems. What do they do? Well, they have to delay until they can launch it successfully. It's the right thing to do. After all, they have invested a lot into this rocket and mission. Anything short of success is practically unacceptable. So how is it any different for an entrepreneur trying to launch a product or an event? They have to be sure the thing they are launching will do its thing. Whether its purpose is to solve a problem or to entertain, maybe even educate or help. That's all well and good, but just like the rocket, the conditions to launch such things have requirements that should be met. And if they aren't, there is no hope for it to launch successfully. Get into space and orbit around your ideal clients, generating a steady stream of revenue. Maybe we should take a closer look at what's needed to create a successful launch. You're listening to It All Works. I'm your host, Jason Wheeler, and this is episode 29, Launch Something That Can Orbit. If you've been around others who have worked hard to create something they hope to launch from their businesses, I'm sure you've been around to see some of them flop. Maybe you've been the one to console them after the results of their efforts were disastrous. It happens, and often. Now, to some extent, nobody is ever truly happy with their launch results. They will always think they could have done better. And they're probably right. But truthfully, these days, I see a lot more of them go wrong than right. And when everything is reviewed and taken into consideration, there were signs. They should have known it wasn't going to fly. Sometimes people get carried away with the whole process and overlook some important pieces that should have been in place. One of the biggest mistakes I see people make to launch a product is hoping that it will be the thing that gets them noticed right away. But that's not the way it works. Sure, you can soft launch a product and it can be there on the offer to your following, but it's going to be a long game play. There won't be a massive initial demand. Even if you ran ads, it will be a tough sell to start off with. But the soft launch is still a great idea for someone just starting out. Because they're creating infrastructure, inventory so to speak. And as people start to notice them and visit their website, that product will give them some credibility. It will show them that they do have something real to offer the marketplace. They have done the work and created something for their ideal clients. But in the early stage of entrepreneurship, there should be no expectation of great results. They should be realistic. No big spike in the beginning. However, if things are done right and done consistently, they could have steady sales over a very long period of time. The second mistake is a launch done without proper infrastructure, which is kind of like launching a rocket without the launch pad. I can appreciate people trying to go to market faster and cheaper. But you can only go so fast, and there is a limit to how cheap you can be. Doing it without some kind of ecosystem like a website, or at minimum a product-specific site, is just not going to work out so well. The results will be poor, because again, there isn't enough credibility. How can someone expect to sell a course without there being somewhere they can actually learn more about the person selling it? Or the specs? Even testimonials? We can't expect people to buy things blindly. 
I'm sure there have been a lot of products, services, courses, and books brought to the market that have failed to get much attention at launch because there was no other infrastructure except for a sales page and a thank you page. It's very hard to sell anything to anybody without some kind of identity or credibility. I think this is really a matter of being a trusted source, especially when you're selling a course or a service. Customers would be able to gauge the credibility of the author. They want to be sure that when they buy the product, they are confident they will get what is expected and it will do what is expected. There is a very important thing that entrepreneurs should do for their customers. It's keeping their promises. But first, there should be a way to create that promise. And that is what your infrastructure is for. It gives you the ability to show and promise who it's for, what it's for, and how it will work. There is a third launch mistake that is made and it's a major one. This one causes more failures and poor launches than any other. And in spite of having some credibility and infrastructure, you will fail without this one. It's a real audience. Not just any audience. A real one. So what is a real audience? It's a large group of people who are very interested in your work, your content, and your products. There are two key words I used large, and interested. It would be a mistake to believe that every person who follows you on social, subscribes to your podcast, and is in your email list is a very high potential buyer. There is only a small portion that are, maybe up to 20%. The reason for that is, your audience is there for you for different reasons. Some you inspire, others might be your competition. Some are tire kickers and window shoppers, that survive off of your free content without ever buying. And then some of them are not buyers because of timing, but they might be in future. But you have to be realistic about potential sales you can get from your audience. An email list of 3,000 people might produce 150 to 300 high potential leads, and depending on your conversion or closing rate, you might get 15 to 75 sales. The percentages get even smaller for social media and podcast audiences. It's common for people to think that their followers and subscribers are waiting in line for your virtual doors to open to buy anything you put on the shelf. And that is how unrealistic expectations form. One of the best things you can do with your audience is do a temperature check or waiting list ahead of a launch to get a better understanding of the sales potential. Ask for feedback and see how many come back to you. Or offer a waiting list discount and get them on a segmented list called High Potential Leads. Honestly, you should know before all of this how interested your audience is. High engagement rates with your content is a good sign. If they are truly interested in what you're doing, you will get a lot of questions, comments, and requests on your posts and through direct messaging. The viability of a launch could even come down to price. After all, selling 15 of a $50 item and selling 15 of $1,000 items are two very different things. There's the difference between $750 and $15,000 in revenue, which will make you think of which launch is worth doing and which shouldn't be attempted, considering the amount of time, energy, and money that goes into doing one. There is one resource you have that, if used properly, will help you a lot. It's your time. Timing of a launch is incredibly important. The key things are the date you intended to launch and the amount of time you give yourself to promote that launch. 
every industry and niche has some ideal times of the year when their product or service becomes more relevant, useful, or even necessary. It's why the fitness industry gets a boost in the new year and in the fall. Toys have their biggest sales cycles pre-Christmas, and dating apps do much better leading up to Valentine's Day. Your niche will have an ideal time in which its products and services become more relevant and therefore a better chance of having a successful launch. It's worth figuring out when precisely those times are and make sure you place your launches around those times. You will need to ask yourself, when does your product or service become more useful or necessary to the majority of your ideal clients and customers? When would they benefit the most from it or from you? Now, the time you give yourself to promote your launch is vital to its success as well. You must have enough time to execute the different tactics you'll use in your overall strategy. If it's too compact, you might not reach your full potential of buyers, and if it's too long and drawn out, it might not create the excitement needed to have a great launch. Again, not every industry or niche is the same. For your niche, you must figure out all the different ways you can engage people with the idea of your product. When is the right time for the tactics, and in what order should you do them? Building up intensity as you get closer to the launch date, you need to make sure it pops, not fizzles, and you ideally want a lot of people contemplating the purchase leading up to and on the day of your launch. If you look around, we see some pretty spectacular launches around us. These things are well orchestrated for maximum results. One that comes to mind is Apple and its launches of their iPhones. They have now launched their iPhone 14. But what happens in the month leading up to that launch? Everyone knows it's going to do an announcement in September, so the media is already guessing what is about to come, and small secrets are leaked only increasing the speculation and excitement for the new products. Do they have a big audience? Yes, absolutely. It's massive, and they are among the highest percentage of potential buyers you could get. They are very, very interested, and anticipation is always at a high. What does Apple do next? They host a one-hour-long broadcast of their new products, and the iPhone is usually the centerpiece. One week before the product is available, they do this hour-long commercial. It gives enough information for any consumer or media outlet to continue the conversation in the news and amongst friends. They announce a pre-order date a few days away. This adds to the FOMO effect and drives people to pre-order the product so they can say they were the first to get it, or at least not get left out. Then the product becomes available on the announced ship date, which is usually a week later. Then you can buy them in the stores if they have any stock after the pre-order. During their process, there is four stages to the launch, all with one main purpose. To create excitement and to educate their ideal customers. They make the promises in their promos and they deliver on them. They set the date at the right time because it's a large ticket item, but it's close enough to catch Christmas and all the product turnover cycle that they themselves have established. The bulk of iPhones and cellular phones are purchased and upgraded in the fall and they have done it in the appropriate amount of time. I think this is about as good as it can be done. Now, you and I, we are not owners of $2 trillion corporations, but it doesn't mean we shouldn't take the product launch sequence seriously, if anything, while we're trying to succeed and grow with a limited budget. We should be more serious. So what are some of the things you could do now to prepare for a product launch? For one, you should figure out the best time to launch. Two. You should grow your audience and your email list. And three, 
you should nurture that list to create a larger number of high potential customers. There is one more thing I want to share when it comes to launches. There has to be continuity and consistency. When you create a launch and plan to make sure everything flows and that there isn't any confusion about your message, dates, or pricing, you have to make sure people know what's in the box. It's a small but important point. One thing you can do, which is a bit of fun, be observant about some of the other product launches going on around you. It could be one from a large corporation or something you see one of your associates or competitors do. Track how they went about reaching you. How are they trying to build up to the launch? Also, look at the things that you feel would deter you from following through on a purchase from them. Those notes would be valuable if you do a launch in the future. I hope you got something from this episode about products and service launches. As always, I'm grateful for you sharing your time with me. And if you have any questions about this episode, go to itallworks.com and at the bottom of the main page, you can leave me a short voice message with your question. I'll be sure to answer it and maybe even use it in future episodes. And please don't forget to subscribe to this podcast so you can get the latest episode as they are published in your favorite audio platform. Until the next time, stay safe and take care.